What is money? It's a very interesting question, and I'm sure that a lot of people are rolling their eyes going, Jamie, what are you talking about, man? Stick to affiliate marketing. You're not a self-help guru, and nor do I ever profess to be or would want to be for that matter. But there's a couple of things that I'm going to discuss today about the history of money, and I think delving into this for some people is going to be a bit of an eye-opener. So hopefully you guys get some benefit from it, and I'll catch you guys right after this. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back, and thank you once again for joining me. Now, for those of you that are new here, my name is Jamie G. I cover internet marketing, affiliate marketing, how to get started online, and pretty much all things digital. If any of that's of interest to yourself, I'd like to invite you to hit that subscribe button. Alternatively, you can find me on YouTube via jamie-g.com forward slash YouTube. Last but not least, I'm also growing a very active community on Facebook at the moment. You're welcome to join the conversation there. Just go to bit.ly forward slash Jamie G group. Be able to uh, grab your own unique password, join in the conversation. Look forward to catching up with you guys around the web anyway. All right. So the reason why I'm going into the story today is because I think one of the things that gets missed so often in online marketing and courses and all that sort of stuff and most courses will have a little segment on mindset but they don't necessarily give you the tools of how to change your mindset so before i get into the history of money a little uh stat for you guys to to take on board out of all the people that buy online courses the success rate of people actually completing it, not actually even implementing the information of just going through the course is 3%. 3%. So 3% of all the people, thousands of people out there that are buying courses, doing all this stuff, only 3% are actually completing those courses. Crazy to think about, right? Now, what's the reason behind that? It's their mindset. They either don't believe it can work They have self-sabotage issues, they're just inherently lazy, they get distracted easily, they don't make it a must that they have to go through the course, they don't make it a must that they must implement it and make it work. And then others do end up making, trying to get things to work and then it just doesn't work the first time or two, so then they find the next thing, so on and so forth. Right. Why am I telling you that? Because, like I say, mindset is so important. I think that, uh, although, like I say, I am deviating away from affiliate marketing as a a topic today, I think it's really important that we spend a bit of time talking about our mindset and why, if we don't have our mind in the right place, it doesn't matter what strategies we go after, what what we learn, what we actually implement, that doesn't matter. Somehow we're going to end up fucking it up, you know? And somewhere along the line, Even if we start getting a result, we're probably still going to mess it up because it's inherently in our nature because of our mindset. All right, so the reason why that's relevant is because that's why I'm telling you the story about money. It's not just a random story, but I wanted to tell you guys and and pre-frame it that way, right? So, uh, little caveat. Do your research on this. What I'm going to tell you is accurate, 
but I don't know dates. I'm not a historian. I've read some books on it, but not a lot of stuff. Do your homework, find out what dates are. You might even have a, a better idea than I do at, at the end of it as well. It's probably well worth it. Right, so anyway, what is money, right? How did it come about? Back in the day, like let's say, I, I, I've read different things. I've read different things that contradict each other. One is 200 BC in Roman times, in Rome actually. And then I've also read uh, in roughly about 1000 AD uh, in England, similar sort of stories. But the birthplace of money and paper money as we know it actually goes back to the days of the goldsmiths. And the goldsmiths were people that would look after your gold. Obviously, that was the currency back in you know ancient times, right? People would have gold. But imagine if you'd collected a bit of gold, it's pretty unsafe just to leave it lying around your house. You didn't necessarily want to bury it in your yard so you would take it to a goldsmith they would look after the gold for you could be a whole bunch of reasons you're fighting in a war you need gold to look after your family in case you don't make it back you're off sailing the world looking for adventure somewhere same deal pays for your funeral pays for your family or your insurance all that sort of stuff and they ended up having little gold rings for the ears, which is it's another story altogether. It's for the yeah, sailors out there. Anyway, that's another story. Right, so people would deposit gold in with the goldsmiths. And soon enough, they started realizing that people weren't coming back to the gold, for the gold. Because when they would deposit the gold, the person that deposited the gold would end up with a deposit receipt. And then instead of them having to go back and collect their pieces of gold, they would just exchange it with other people. You've got 50 ounces of gold. I've got 100. I would like to buy this thing. Give me some change or you know, vice versa. You know what I mean? Things like that, right? So very soon, the goldsmiths started realizing that people weren't actually coming back to collect their gold. Could be that they passed away. Could be that they were just exchanging these uh, deposit receipts so it didn't really matter. Whatever the reason, they weren't necessarily coming back. So then they got this great idea. Why don't we just lend it out? So they'd start lending that gold out. And then they realized because hardly anyone was coming back to collect their gold, they could lend out more than they had on deposit. And that is the birthplace of reserve fractional banking. Now, if you're unfamiliar with that term, what it basically means is that a financial institution is allowed to lend out money they have, sorry, lend out money that they don't have on deposit. So if they have 100 million on deposit, logic would tell us that they can lend out $100 million and charge interest on that. But... Because of reserve fractional banking, or fractional reserve banking, whatever you want to call it, they're able to lend that same $100 million out or that $1 out 10 times, 18 times, depending on what type of institution they are and also depending on what part of the world they're in. And for things like a credit union, they can actually lend that out up to 32 times. 
So for every $1 you deposit with a bank, or a credit union in this case, they can lend that out up to 32 times. So when they're charging these exorbitant rates for interest, they're not just charging, say, 5% off, a one, off $1. They're charging 5% off $32, off $18, whatever the figure is, right? So they're pulling money out of thin air. They're making money. That money doesn't exist. They're still able to do it. If you and I were to do that, we'd be seen as fraudsters, scammers, would go to prison. Be a huge jail sentence. Probably one of the oldest scams in the book, and most people don't really realize that. But anyway, why am I telling you that? What's the relevance, Jamie? Great question. Thanks for asking. <laughs> the relevance is that because banks and different institutions and centralized banks, all that sort of stuff, can just create money, they print it, they just create it out of nothing. It means that it's everywhere. If you're living in a house right now, you're very fortunate. It took money to have that house. And if it didn't take money to have that house, somehow you're living in a cabin. Probably took money to get the device that you're listening to this on, somehow. Whether it's your own or someone else's, somehow money was involved. The walls, probably covered in paint or other material wallpaper, etc. Money's involved in that. So the point being is that to start with, abundance is everywhere. It is absolutely everywhere. There is so much abundance out there. A fruit tree grows more fruit than we can eat. You think if humans invented a fruit tree, there would be like two tiny little, say if it was an apple tree, for example, There'd be two tiny little apples right up the top of the tree. There'd be thorns sticking out everywhere. The apples, by the time you reach them, would be dry and crusty. You'd have to give about one-third of your apple to someone else and then pay taxes for being up there. You know, you end up with some horrible little thing that's been injected full of poisons and all sorts of other stuff, right? That's humans because we have a scarcity mindset. Nature doesn't. Nature's like, hell yeah, here's your apples. Have more than I don't need them all. Bang. Here's more apples than you're ever going to be able to eat. Thanks. <laughs> See where I'm going with that? Abundance is everywhere. So that's the first clue. If you can put your mind in an abundant space, you start seeing abundance everywhere. All right, so that's money. That's the history of money. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Like I say, do your own research. Have a look at uh, reserve fractional banking. It's really quite fascinating. There's a, a kind of a theory that uh, as little as 500 families could potentially control the entire world economy. And again, I'd encourage you to, to do your homework on that one as well. It's just a theory. I don't subscribe necessarily either way. I'm just putting it out there for you guys to have a look into. Anyway, so point being is that abundance is everywhere. Money is everywhere. Guarantee everywhere you look now, you will see abundance. There's cars, abundance. Not necessarily because you've got the money to buy that, but it's, a, it's everywhere. Grass, growing, rain, dry, whatever. It's abundant. There's abundant sunshine, there's abundant rain, there's abundant, you know, you name it. Everywhere. Right, so that's the first thing. Just put, leave that in your mind. All right, so. Little story, little side story, and why this whole thing's relevant. 
I've struggled for years personally with things like finances. I've had times where I've been very abundant. I've had a lot of money flowing to me. Things have been great. You know, going on holidays all the time and life is brilliant and got lots of savings in the bank and feeling good about myself. Then I'll lose a job and things won't really go according to plan. Or, you know, something happens. Usually I'd shoot myself in the foot. I would take some form of gamble, not necessarily in the traditional gambling sense, but I would take some sort of unplanned risk or something kind of silly, throw it all away. So I've struggled with it. It's been kind of hard in in certain times. And this year is no exception. I've been uh, transitioning from solely running Facebook ads for businesses to becoming a full-time affiliate. And that transition's been a little bit trickier than I anticipated. I had certain goals and certain timeframes. They weren't met. So I started disbelieving what I was doing. Even though I knew I've been doing this for so many years, I knew like I had a bunch of knowledge. I knew that I could help people. I knew that I knew that I needed to grow a list. I knew that I needed to do all this stuff. But I was still had hit a plateau. And I was only just surviving. It was, it was kind of like worse than having a job. Because I was just surviving. And, but I depended on the income so heavily. Mean, meant that I was desperate. And I had a scarcity mindset. I'd do a, a promotion. And I'd get no sales. I think, what am I doing wrong? I've got a great audience. Everyone seems to they always give me positive feedback. Like, I'm doing really well. Like, what the, what's the go? Why is this happening? What's the go? So I heard a little story. And this is from uh, Tony Robbins. Basically, Tony told this story and he relayed it um, in an interview. And, and essentially, the, the crux of the story was when he was about 24 years old, he was very hard up. He had about $23 in his account. In fact, I don't even think it was in his account. I think he had $23 cash. And he couldn't afford to pay his rent. He was struggling, similar to myself, struggling, just Man, how am I going to do it? This is horrible. Like, what am I doing? So there was a local salad bar. They had an all-you-can-eat option for $6. He took himself down there for lunch because he's a big guy. He loaded up his plate. He was like, great, this is the cheapest thing I can buy. No one eats salads. That's why it's so cheap. I was going to go down there, smash a whole bunch of salads. At least I can afford to eat. That's fine. I'll, I'll figure out the rest. All right. Goes down, gets his $6 salad. He's sitting there eating away. And then walks this young gentleman, young being around about eight or nine years old. He opens the door, lets his mother through as it transpires. Walks over to the table, pulls a chair out, takes her jacket, sits her down. Like a little, a tiny little gentleman, absolute little gentleman. And Tony, because he's so big hearted and, and he was quite in awe of this small lad looking after his mother. So basically went over there, started up a conversation and the, the kid pretty much told him, look, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to take her out for lunch, but I don't have a job. I'm only eight, whatever age he was. So Tony just with, without thinking said, look, you, could, you should shout your mum lunch. Here you go, he's $17. And put all the rest of the money he had in the world in front of this kid. Quite an incredible gesture, and, and uh, for some reason makes me emotional relaying it for whatever reason, but uh, I think it's just quite a, a beautiful story. Anyway, he then goes home, and 
when he's home, he uh, he was thinking that was dumb. <laughs> I've got no money. How can I pay rent now? I'm going to get kicked out of my apartment. And he'd been chasing this gentleman for months about some money that he had lent him. And the guy had been fobbing him off and avoiding him and all that sort of stuff. And lo and behold, the very next day, checks his mail. And there's a check for the $1,200 that he'd lent this guy. Plus a note saying, I'm so sorry that I know you've been, I've been avoiding you. Uh, hopefully this helps to you know, put it right, plus here's some interest. So anyway, when I heard this story, I thought that's quite incredible. And it actually resonated with me because I remember when you are in a situation of financial dependence where you don't have a bunch of cash and whatnot, it's very hard to be as generous as you would normally like to be. I was in that situation. Oh, how am I going to? Oh, no, I can't really afford to pay for that. Okay. No, I'll keep that there. I won't look at I won't pay for that over there. Okay. I won't buy that gift. That's uh, really hard. Oh, okay. I can't go out tonight because of. Uh, okay. Type thing. Anyway, I decided to do something um, mirroring the story. So basically, all it was, and I, I didn't give some random person a bunch of cash. Not, you know, I've done that before, but usually in better times. But basically what I did is just took my wife out. We went out for dinner, for lunch, sorry. Went and caught a movie, hung out. We went for a nice walk, got a nice lunch, had a good chat. She was happy. She loves surprises. It was very spontaneous. I didn't plan it. It just kind of came out. So we had a wonderful day. It was beautiful. And in that entire time, seeing how much joy it brought her just to have someone thinking about her, it made me feel good. I didn't think for a moment, heck, I can't afford this. This is going to make tomorrow really hard because I've got all these bills coming in and no income. I didn't think like that. I didn't even think, consider it. Let's let it go. Just enjoyed the day. Had a wonderful time. It was beautiful. I also did some neuro-linguistic programming on myself. If you're unfamiliar with that, basically the idea is that you you relive an emotional experience and you make it so real and you feel it so real that it almost vibrates through your body and then you anchor it to a unique touch point on your body and sometimes a word, something like that. Now, I encourage you to look into it because it's really, really unbelievably incredible how fast you can get results with it. People have experienced things like getting over the fear of public speaking purely by doing a session of NLP, quitting smoking from NLP, like all sorts of stuff. So I did a little session on that and I just relived some of the times I've been trading the financial markets where I'd do ridiculous things. I turned $4 into 800. I turned 124 into $12,000 in about eight hours of trading. And it's always the times when I was emotionally detached from the outcome and from the actual money that I do really, really well. So I relived these things and the, the feeling once I actually clicked, oh, look at that money on my screen, that's amazing. I'm probably going to retire. This is brilliant. I can already see my island paradise that I've got out there. <laughs> and then I would just anchor it and that's NLP in a, in a nutshell. So those two things, didn't think anything else of it. I thought, oh, cool, I feel good. This is great. I've, I've given some sub, something, I've, I've gone back and reverted back to my normal 
self, which was, in my opinion, not to sound conceited in any way, but relatively generous. I would like to think I was anyway, uh, but back before I had a whole bunch of financial issues. And then the next day, I've been semi-working on this mastermind thing with uh, one of my mentors. The very next day, I had my very first $1,000 day online with affiliate marketing. Very next day. Now, because I'm based in Australia at present, that worked out to be these two payments. So it was one for $1,000. There was another one for 116 from a, another network that I'm part of. And you might be thinking that's not a huge amount, but it's life-changing when you have nothing. And the point of the whole story being is that it translated into about, I think it was $1,522, something like that. But the very next day after that. So what changed? Nothing really. And the crazy thing is I, when, when I was communicating with this person I wasn't pitching them I sent them a meme of some sort of silly picture and said this is about as as sales pitchy as I'm going to get but here it is <laughs> and sure enough they saw the value in what I was offering and they paid me so the reason why I'm telling you guys all this is three things Number one is abundance is everywhere. Get that into your head and you'll start seeing it everywhere. It's just a good place to be mentally as well because you start realizing that there is abundance everywhere if you want it to be. Number two is when you are broke, you're selfish. When I have no money, I am selfish. How many people can I look after if I don't have any money? None. But the way to help people is by giving. So even though you don't have anything, I encourage you to try and give. But don't give with the expectation of return. Don't give because you think you're going to get some money out of it or anything like that. Just do something to make yourself feel good. It feels wonderful. It tells the universe and tells, if you believe in such things anyway, it tells the universe basically there is always enough. There's always enough. It's always going to replenish. It's okay. And number three is you literally, literally can change your entire circumstances so fast once you get this. And of course, yes, it's one sale. I get that. I'm not saying I've changed my entire life. I get it. But to go from earning 100 bucks here and there and you know, a few hundred affiliate commissions there and a few thousand dollars in affiliate commissions you know, over the course of a month or so to have, if in my in uh, Australian currency a $1,500 day the day after I did all that stuff bang something in there right anyway it's a very personal story I kind of uh, hopefully you've got something out of it and on that note she'll leave you to it hopefully like I say if you guys did get some enjoyment feel free to hit the subscribe button otherwise I wish you well and I appreciate you listening Thanks very much, guys. See you in the next one.